This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. We're still in the gardening series because I'm wanting you to have a very clear picture of what it takes to start an online coaching business. And we started with the roots. We started with what you need to be considering and focusing on when you begin. And I'm going to tell you, you always go back and revisit each one of these things. You're always going to want to go back to assess and evaluate and spend more time nurturing the root systems. And all of these pieces and parts of being like the the grower and the gardener for this tree, right? As the analogy for your coaching business, you want to grow something that's going to bear good fruit, have a strong root system and a strong trunk and branch system that actually helps produce the good fruit inside of like the the transformation, the results with your clients, right? So today we're talking about the formation of your trunk. There's the lower trunk that's closer to the root system, and then there's the upper trunk, and that's closer to the branches and the fruit, okay? The lower trunk is the mission, vision, and value statements, okay? You're going to need to understand what your mission is in this, and you've probably heard a lot of people talk about it, you know, what is your mission statement, your vision statement, your value statement? Now, not everybody knows what that is very, very clearly when they begin it. And that's okay. You just have to start somewhere. You've got to just, you cannot uh, tweak or edit or refine or create something excellent if there was never a first rough draft format. So you've got to put something out there. Write something down. Say something aloud to yourself. What is the mission inside of your heart? What's your foundation? What is your why? Who, like, what do you want to do? How do you want to get results and transformation? And the more detailed you can get here, the better. When you say something like my mission statement, okay, you can use it. If you don't hate, if you hate the word term mission statement, you can trade it out. My why statement, my foundation statement, what whatever it is, okay? You do you. But in reality, if you don't know why you're doing this and you don't really have a foundation to shoot for, well, then who, I don't know who was that says this, but if you, basically, if you have a plan to go nowhere, you're guaranteed to get there. (laughs) It's something like that. If, If you don't know what you're doing and you decide to not even think about it, you're not intentional about it, then it's easy to just end up nowhere because you planned on going nowhere. You did you just aim you were aimlessly wandering, right? So you're going to end up uh, not really in a place that you want to be. Your mission statement is what you come back to. And your vision statement is a little bit more like your where statement. Where is this gonna go? What do I want it to turn into? What's the future look like? And some people's mission and vision statements are very 
numbers oriented. And that's great. If you if you can say, I want to help 500 women in the next five years become hopeful, encouraged, and confident in their mothering. Great. 500 in five years. That's that's awesome. But you don't have to necessarily do that. I would recommend trying it and see what, seeing what it feels like. What's it sound like to you to put language like that to your vision statement? And your values are kind of like your cornerstones or your big how. And not in the literal tactical how, but the figurative, intentional how that's more about how will I show up here? I will build this business with creativity and prayer and wisdom and efficiency as my cornerstones. Like what what are your values of what's taking shape? There, the values are going to be the pillars that connect your mission to your vision. And it's going to be how you how you operate, what's going to be like the value system, the things that you come back into alignment with. And I would say if I was going to have like a fifth uh, value, it'd probably be dry wit. <laughs> I won't say sarcasm because it's not always, it's not always the same thing, but dry wit. Yes. Can we build a business out of dry wit? Yes. I probably need to get more into the entertainment <laughs> podcasting scene instead of the education, but the 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 lower part of your trunk is your mission statement, vision statement, value statement. And again, just start somewhere. Put this out there and start to cultivate it. Give it some thought. And nobody else is looking at this. There's no right or wrong. But it gives you a place to start because down the road, in three months, six months, a year, etc., you're going to look back at it and go, wow. I didn't even know how real, how true that was. Or you're going to go, I can't believe how much it has changed between now and then. It's okay for those things to pivot and grow and evolve, okay? Now, the upper trunk, you need to start becoming aware of who your people are. We call that the ideal client or we, we develop things called ideal client avatars when in my coaching and our programs and courses the ICA stands for Ideal Client Avatar. R&D stands for Research and Development, and that is just a common business term. There's always research and development in every area. But your ICA R&D starts with, you know, you've got your demographics, you have your psychographics, and that's okay. You are going to get to know more about who you are and what you offer and who needs it. Your ICA, they are the people who need what you have to offer. And your demographics speak to who is buying. And that's like your age, gender, their interests, the needs of these people, etc. And then the psychographics are why they are buying. So the motivations and behaviors and personalities their hopes and dreams, their fears and their worries, et cetera. It's the demographics and psychographics are things that you actually, you can't really make them up. Now, when you determine who you're working with and you say, you know, I work with 20 to 35-year-old young professionals. Well, 
That's okay. So you're saying young professionals, I'm assuming you're choosing both genders. You're, you're going men and women, young men and women. Um, you're talking young adults, but you, you're giving it an age range, you know, this 20 to 35 space. You want to help them. Um, you want to help them develop their professions, their careers. Maybe you're transitioning from college to career. That is you getting some clarity and determining who you want to work with. But once you start actually working with those people, you have to do your research and development, even in your beta stages where you're offering coaching for free or low cost to people just to start getting some ideas and some thoughts. Then you're going to start determining more about who are these people who want what I offer. You're going to start seeing commonalities between them, both in the demographics of who is buying and the psychographics of why they're buying. Those are these are just really important things that you'll have to eventually understand. So you can't decide for them necessarily. It's it's going to be a bigger umbrella than what you could just decide upon. But with the ideal client avatar, what you do is you kind of you kind of pick and choose, you do kind of decide so that you have a starting point of who knowing who you're talking to, knowing who you're creating offers for. And then that first offer you create for the 20 to 35-year-old young professional, you will determine over time as you continue to offer it, and you might know within three three times of working with somebody on that offer, you might know it might be six months later when you go, oh my gosh, I am just offering the wrong thing. Because you're offering something and either you're not getting results with those clients because of what you offer, or you're not offering the right thing to the right people at the right time for them. Which leads us to the levels of awareness. So there is in consumerism, basically anybody buying anything, There are levels of awareness. And the first level, um, in the context of overall consumerism, there's unaware, or let's just say problem unaware. Then they go to problem aware, then solution aware, product aware, and then your specific product aware. That's the five levels of awareness. So let's put that in the context of this upper part of your trunk beginning to understand who it is that you're actually able to serve. And what did they know about themselves? Are they aware that they have a problem, that they need a solution? So I put it in this context inside of coaching of first the first stage of people, they're just unaware. They are not aware that there's a gap between here and there They don't even, they're not even aware that here and there are two different places. They're not aware of their level of dissatisfaction or unhappiness about anything in their life. The next stage is they are what I call lack aware. They recognize that they're lacking something over here. They're lacking something that is fun, something that is easy, something that is productive, something that is fruitful. They start to realize that over here on this shore, you know, they... They, um, they don't have something that they would like to have, or they, they're recognizing they're not happy, they're unsatisfied with some area. So then the next level is gap aware, where they begin to become aware of the possibility 
that there's something over there. There's a there over there. That sounds very Dr. Seuss-ish. So there's a there over there. <laughs> and they rec recognize there's a gap between here where they are and there where they want to be. The fourth level is bridge aware. In what I was telling you about problem unaware, problem aware, solution aware, this is the product aware. They recognize that coaching is actually a bridge. It helps them bridge the gap between here and there. They real, they find out about coaching and then they become you aware. These are the people who find out that you offer specific coaching that gets them from this point A to that point B. They find out and believe that you can help them go from here to there. That is kind of like the most aware because they, they have the highest awareness that you are able to bridge that gap for them, walk with them, help them build it, and then walk across it with them. So again, the upper trunk has a lot to do with your ideal client. And you have to start somewhere and you're going to want to talk to people who have some level of a gap awareness and a bridge awareness. You're going to go want to find those people who realize that there's an over there, over there, <laughs> and they want it. Because the people who are unaware and just simply lack aware, those people you're going to need to talk to, but they're not going to be the people who are primed and ready to actually become more you aware and take you up on what you offer, how you can serve them through your coaching. So the people who are more ready to be taken on the journey to becoming you aware and ready to commit to coaching with you, those people who are closer in, in the third or fourth stage of gap aware or bridge aware. But you're going to need to have some content and actually talk to the people who are unaware and lack aware because you want to be able to reach people everywhere that they're at. When they find you, wherever they find you, if there's a little bit of a language where you can use words that they speak, and that's where the research and development comes in, is you determine what kind of language are they using and you use that language, not to control or manipulate them. The goal is they're actually using language that makes you findable because that's the same language that they're using when they're searching. So if you use their language, that's just how the internet works. We're doing an online business here. Then you in that doesn't matter whether you meet people. Let me just clarify that the online business part. It doesn't matter if you have clients that you meet online over Zoom or face to face in a coffee shop. The online part is this is where your business is built. And this is how you go find people, let people know you're there and reach people and convert, you know, people who are finding you into actual clients. Rather than you don't have a you don't have a brick and mortar building where people are walking in and saying, "Hi, I would like to book some coaching sessions." So your online business is differentiated from a brick and mortar building. Okay. Trunk focus, the lower trunk being the things that are connected deeply to the root systems. That's your mission, vision, and values. Just understand what they are and then move that into the ideal client awareness and research about who they are who and why, they're, why they need coaching, what they need about it, and what level of awareness they have about it. Now, the trunk 
it's always growing. So even after you have branches and fruit on it, you're going to always need to return to the trunk. You always need to reevaluate. You always need to keep nurturing it. So you consistently come back to these things and see if you're in alignment with them. You come back and revisit your mission, vision, and values. See if you got off of the path, if you're out of order there, or if your mission, vision, and values actually have evolved and changed somewhat, and that's what you need to change those to align with where you really believe you're supposed to be going. And then you always, I would say in the beginning, you want to revisit your mission, vision, and values at least quarterly because though that's when you're really evolving in the first couple of years of your business. And you want to revisit your ideal client research monthly at the least, adding to it as you go. So um, you want to be always adding to the language that you understand about your ideal client. You want to add to the things that you find out they worry about, the kinds of things they search for, the hopes and the dreams that they have around the focus of coaching that you offer. You know, all of that is really necessary to um, to pull together and keep because it's going to give you direction you need. And I know that if you don't have clients yet and you don't have a whole business set up, that none of this makes any sense to you, but that's okay. I'm telling you all of these things are part of where you're going. Even if right now you're still working on like, what is my core message? Or, you know, what kind of coaching business do I have? want to have? What has God called me to? Even if you're in the root system or the seed planting stages, I'm showing you a little bit of, it's not a road map, it's a garden map, right? It's a tree map. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a tree map. I'm helping you determine what you what stage you're at right now and have clarity about what is coming your direction as you grow, the things that you're going to need to run into, the things that you're going to need to do, because I want you to have I want you to have this map so you can make greater commitments right now at the level wherever you at at the stage. I want you to be able to make a commitment because you understand where it's going. You understand what it's going to connect to and the reason why it's at this stage, you need to focus on certain things. So in the next episode, we're going to start getting into the branches. And a lot of you were probably like, I just want to know about the branches. I just want to know systems and processes and get all, get myself all set up. You know, some of you are going to go about things by, um, I would say, building a plane in the sky. And that's what, if you just want to build the branches without the roots, the seed, the roots, and the trunk, some of you are going to try to do it. And some of you are going to learn by doing the thing that comes later in the process, because that's how you learn best, by trying things and experimenting. I'm going to give you a tree map for the branches. I'm going to give you some understanding of what those branches are, because some of you are just going to go for it. I'm not going to tell you not to, because some of you are going to do it, especially if I tell you not to. <laughs> so. That's okay. Some of us just learn it. We learn the hard way. Some of us learn the, uh, what's the cart before the horse? And that's just how it is. But you're going to learn. As long as you're learning in the process, you can always come back to these episodes and say, wow, I realized that I just tried to grow a bunch of branches. And while I've got some sticks laying on the ground, they are not bearing the best fruit 
because they're missing something. Oh, Laura says that it is the life source called the root system. And the root system needs to be connected by the trunk to the branches. Oh, that totally makes sense. (laughs) Now I've got to figure out what I need to go back and do so that these branches can actually be connected to something, right? All right. Abide. Abide in the vine. (laughs) Bless you, friends. I hope this is really helpful to you. And all of this information is actually going to be built out inside of the Arboretum business course, which will be open soon. So check out the website, sterlingandstonementoring.com for that. And also don't forget to sign up for the Call to Coach webinar that I'm just going to give you some frameworks. We're going to talk about this tree and all of its aspects. That's September 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And that is the year 2023 when this is being recorded, regardless of when you're listening to it. The link is in the show notes, sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash called to coach webinar. I hope to see you there and have a great day. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.